morning, church. Today we will be reading from two passages. The first passage is from Mark 16, verses 1 to 7, and the second passage is from 1 Corinthians um, chapter 15, verses 20 to 26. Before we hear God's word, let us pray. Father God, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ, who has defeated death. We pray that you will help us listen to your word attentively so that we may live in hope of his return. Amen. Mark 16, verses 1 to 7. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb when they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You were looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. First Corinthians 15, verses 20 to 26. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn. Christ the firstfruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to, dis- to be destroyed is death. This is the word of the Lord. Well, a blessed Easter morning to all of you and also to those who are joining us online. Christ has risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Now, this is the Easter shout if you're not familiar with it. At the end of our service, we are going to do the shout again three times uh, to affirm the fact that Jesus came back from the dead. Now, no one in history has ever come back from the dead, but Jesus did. Jesus broke the death barrier 2,000 years ago. And this is why This morning, Christians all over the world will proclaim that Jesus is alive. And because Jesus lives, we who believe in him will also live. And this is the good news of the gospel. And this is the hope that Christianity gives to all people, to you and to me. The gospel is a real hope for a real problem. Since the dawn of civilization, mankind has struggled with the quest for eternity. Human beings have always hoped to find the elixir of life, to prolong life 
and to avoid death. And today, with the help of medical technology, human beings are continuing the search for immortality. However, most scientists admit that the search for immortality is futile. Death is a sure thing. Every one of us will die sooner or later. And there is no escape. And if death is the end and there is nothing beyond death, then let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. If death is final, then our best life is now on earth. Make the most of it. But the irony is this. How can our earthly life be the best if there are tears and toil, if there are pain and suffering, if there are diseases and death? Now, if we are honest with ourselves, we all know deep inside us that there is a longing, there is a hope for a better life beyond death. Otherwise, why would we uh, hear of people comforting a bereaved family that their loved one has gone to a better place? Just a week ago, a medical school classmate of mine who is a Christian lost his beloved wife to cancer. And many classmates sent condolences and others comforted, comforted him with words like, she is no longer suffering. And she is in a much better place. Well, that is true, but it is only partly true. Because the Bible promises much more than a better place to be after death. You see, the Bible tells us that God promises, uh, promises us the best life ever. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, believers can look forward to their own resurrection and they can look forward to the best life ever in a new world to come where there will be no more tears, no more pain, and no more death. And this is not our imagination. This is what Scripture tells us. And Scripture is God's trustworthy word. What God says in Scripture will always come to pass. And so we will listen to what God has said in the Bible. So in the first reading of the Bible, we heard from the Gospel of Mark that on the first Easter morning, three women went to the tomb where Jesus' body was placed after he was crucified on the Friday before. And the women brought spices with them with the intention to embalm uh, Jesus' body. However, when they arrived at the tomb, uh, they saw that the, big, the large stone to the tomb's entrance had been rolled away. And upon entering the tomb, they found it empty. They could not find Jesus' body. Instead, an angel was there, and the angel told the women, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they had laid him. So the angels instructed the women to inform Peter and all the other apostles to meet the risen Jesus in Galilee. And we learn from 
the scripture that after, over, over a period of 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus appeared to all his disciples and many of his disciples as well. And at the end of the 40 days, Jesus ascended into heaven before the very eyes of his disciples. And the disciples were told that Jesus would return. And Jesus would return uh, to establish the new world that is to come, the new heaven and the new earth. But in the meantime, the disciples were to take the gospel message to the ends of the world. And that was what they did. The people believed and churches were planted throughout the Roman Empire as the gospel was preached. Now, about 20 years after the first Easter, some Christians in the church at Corinth began to say that there is no resurrection of the dead. These Christians have been influenced by the ancient pagan belief that teaches that the physical body is corrupt and evil, but the soul inside us is good. And so at death, the soul goes into immortality while the body is best left to decay. And it is therefore absurd to think of the resurrection of the body. Why would anyone want to um, return to a body that is evil? And so that was the wrong thinking that some uh, Christians in the Church of Corinth was uh, uh, having. Now even today, there are some Christians who cast doubt on the bodily resurrection after death. And they believe that they will live on in their bodiless soul forever. But scripture clearly teaches us that human beings are both body and soul. We are both body and soul in this world and in the world to come. And the Apostle Paul therefore writes a first letter to the Corinthians uh, and to us today to address this wrong idea about the resurrection. So in chapter 15 of the letter, uh, Paul begins by saying that the Christian message of the gospel has two central truths. The first is that Christ died for our sins. Jesus died to pay the penalty our sins deserve, and he saved us from God's judgment. Now, the second truth, the second central truth, is that Jesus did not remain dead, but was raised to life. Now, these two central truths, that Christ died for our sins, and Christ rose again from the dead, again, they are not human ideas. They are according to the scriptures. And that's what Paul says. They are according to scriptures. They are not human ideas. You see, these are God's promises in the Old Testament concerning the Messiah. God had promised that the Messiah would suffer for the sins of the world. And God had also promised that the Messiah would come back to life. And Paul says that 
there are solid pieces of evidence for Jesus coming back from the dead. One, his tomb was empty. And two, there are testimonies of more than 500 witnesses who saw the resurrected Jesus in person. And most of the eyewitnesses are still alive at the time of, God's, uh, of uh, Paul's writing. So the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is not a made-up story. It is not a myth. It is not a hallucination. No, it is real. And it is historical. And Paul tells us that there are two consequences of Jesus' resurrection. And the first consequence is this. Because Jesus had broken the death barrier, Believers in Jesus will also break the death barrier. And we will live again in a new body, even though we die. We will be body and soul again. So look at verses 20 to 22 of chapter 15. Uh, we read, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Now Paul is saying that the resurrected Jesus is the first fruits. The first fruits of a harvest means that there is more of the crop to come. And so we can say that Jesus being the first, the resurrected Jesus being the first fruit, uh, with his resurrection, uh, there is a guarantee that more resurrections will follow. So Jesus' resurrection guarantees the resurrection of all believers from the dead. And as a result, a new era has dawned, a new age that is marked by the resurrection life has come. And this new age is in, is in contrast uh, to the old age that is marked by death. You see, the old age came through the first man, our first parent, Adam. Adam sinned against God, and he came under God's judgment, and death was the penalty. We are all descendants of Adam. We all inherited Adam's sinful nature, and we see the evidence of this. We are greedy, we are selfish, we are proud, and we do wrong and bad things. We want to be our own boss, and so we rebel against God. And as a result, we too come under God's judgment, and death and eternal punishment await all of us. So the question is, is there a way out of death and God's judgment for sinful descendants of Adam? And, uh, of Adam? Well, some scientists believe that if they could find the genes uh, responsible for aging and for diseases, uh, and when they can fix the genes, uh, then we can become immortal. But can you imagine a Hitler or Stalin, who is immortal? 
or Trump, who is immortal? Well, thankfully, that's not going to happen. And thankfully, the way out of death does not lie in genetic engineering. The way out of death and judgment for sinful human beings, for you and I, is to be in Christ. To be in Christ means to believe in Jesus and to receive the benefits of his death and resurrection. And this is the solution God himself has provided. You see, in obedience to his Father's will, Jesus went to the cross on Good Friday. And on the cross, he took the punishment for our sins. And he credited us with the righteousness of his sinless life. But death could not hold Jesus in the grave because Jesus had lived a sinless life. And God therefore raised Jesus from the dead. And because believers in Jesus have their sins forgiven and also have been made righteous, God will also raise believers up from the dead. And this is how Jesus' resurrection ushered in the new era, the new age that is marked not by death, but by the resurrection life. And the Bible refers to this new age as the new creation. And those who are in Christ are those who are followers of Jesus. They are the new creation. And the new creation began on the first Easter. And it will be completed when Jesus comes again to restore the whole world and to make good all that has gone wrong and all that has gone bad. And this brings us to the second consequence of Jesus' resurrection. The resurrected Jesus is already reigning as the heavenly king. Even right now, he is in heaven, reigning. And he sees and he grieves over the wickedness that is going on in this world. But one day, Jesus will return. And Jesus will return as the reigning king to finally eradicate all evil. And death will be destroyed. And Jesus will then establish the new world in which we will participate and enjoy. So look at verses 23 to 26. But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. This is referring to the resurrection. So when Christ comes, all who belongs to him will also be resurrected. And then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God, the Father, after he has destroyed all dominions, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And so we can have this hope that when Jesus returns, we will all be resurrected. We who believe in Jesus, we who are in Christ will be resurrected when Jesus comes again. 
Now, the time of Jesus coming, we do not know, but we are told to be watchful because Jesus has said that when he comes, he will be like a thief in the night. So when we least expect Jesus, we will, he will appear. And when Jesus appears, the world as we know it will end. Now there is fear that the world will end with climate change or a nuclear war, which is a possibility now that Russia is desperate for a military win over Ukraine. But scripture tells us the world will end when Christ comes again. And Christ will destroy all evil and he will destroy all God's enemies, both on earth and in the spiritual realms. On earth, all who are not in Christ will be judged. All political, all religious powers will be removed and replaced, for they belong to the corrupt old age where death reigns. And death itself will be destroyed. And when death is destroyed, Christ will fully establish the new world for the habitation of all who are resurrected to the new life. And so the new creation will finally be completed. The new age will supersede the old. And the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of God with Christ ruling as God's appointed king forever. Now, we cannot imagine how good this universal rule under Christ is. There will be no injustice, no cruelty, no tears, and no more death. And there will only be justice, righteousness, peace, joy, and eternal pleasures forevermore. It will be our best life ever. And so the question for us this morning is, how then shall we respond to this great news of Easter? If you are still living as a descendant of sinful Adam in the old age, May I encourage you to come to Jesus, turn to him in repentance, and believe in him. And you will then be in Christ. And in Christ, you too will break the death barrier. And you will not come under God's judgment. And you will be raised to the resurrection life in a new world that is to come. Now, if you are already in Christ and living in a new age, may I encourage you to keep coming to Jesus. Ask him to sustain your faith because to be a Christian is not easy. To be a Christian means to take up your cross and follow Jesus. There will be challenges, there will be, there will be difficulties, and there will even be persecution. But you keep coming to Jesus to ask him to sustain your faith as you endure the challenges and difficulties in your lives. 
and ask Jesus to keep working in your lives, to transform your ugly sinfulness into godly beauty. And as God works in your life, may He grant you patience to wait for Christ's return when He will restore you and make you whole. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you that in your great mercy you have given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance in a new world that cannot perish, spoil, or fade. Lord Jesus, by your death, our sins are forgiven. By your resurrection, we are made right with God. Wonder and gratitude fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, grant us your power to live the resurrection life, to love one another, and to live all our days serving God and serving others to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. the Easter message <clears throat> and what Christ has accomplished for us on the cross. Um, we're going to sing again in preparation for the Holy Communion. So please stand and join with me. <clears throat>